storm clouds moving in whatever's gonna happen it's about to I remember what the drunk doggy told me when he said, son, don't fear. Max with a page life is about to appear. Then he's going to tell you about the wind and the rain. Going to tell you which way it's going. And if it's going to be a hurricane, don't you worry about the news that they try to hide. Just click on Mike's page, Drunk Doggy Nationwide. Well, there'll always be some haters, but they don't understand. And Mike's got a friend and a hundred thousand more across the land. Well, if you want to know it first and you want to know it right and you want to have time to plan, Drunk Doggy Nation tells your friend, Mike, he's your man. Then he's going to tell you all about the wind and the rain. Going to tell you if it's going to be a storm or if it's going to be a hurricane. Don't you worry about the news of the tired of high. And good morning. What's that? Cheers. Look at that. 30 seconds to spare. We are doing it. So, hey, listen, happy hump day. It's uh, Wednesday. I, I don't know if uh, if anybody else was confused over the, the years. Like, the first day of meteor, meteorological spring. <laughs> I had the worst word in the world. The first day of meteorologi uh, mete meteorological spring. <laughs> spring. <laughs> was was uh, yesterday um i always thought it was later in the month the 21st i think uh so we have two first day of springs um everybody say it with me meteorological spring <laughs> that's the hardest word in the world uh daylight saving starts this month yeah hey what's up larry Reed? good morning so by the way we're at the brew crew 90 uh 91 days shelly i don't know about is it 91 days i don't know hurricane season is coming so, so anyway, happy first day of uh, spring number one. Spring number two is coming. Oh, wait, I forgot to turn the countdown off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, hey, you are watching. This is our Daily Brew Show, right? We talk weather. We talk tropics. Uh, we're streaming live on Twitter. We're streaming live on YouTube. We're streaming live on Facebook. So welcome, everybody. This is Hunter. He is our official, you name the dog of Mike's weather page. We named him after the great Hurricane Hunters. And uh, the little guy even had a beer named after him. And the Hurricane Hunters all, uh, all took a picture with it last season, giving us the big cheers. So he's semi-famous. The Spuds McKenzie of our weather page. 
But hey, yeah, so hey, we got the cruise coming up. What's up, Richard Reamer? We got our cruise in less than two weeks. We're heading out on the Drunk Donkey Mike's Weather Page cruise. What's up, Jeffrey Benway? How's it going? Here's our cruise details. Uh, that's coming up uh, March 12th. I know we got a bunch of uh, weather fans going and uh, families, so we're looking forward to that. We got four events planned for the week, maybe more. We got some stuff giveaways. We got... Oh man, we got uh, some fun fun things planned, so watch for some pictures from that and a video coming from all around the Caribbean. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, Phil's going, Shelly's going, Julie's going, I'm going, and a bunch of crazy uh, weather fans. Um, so yeah, I can't wait. And there might be some cabins left. Hey, if you're spontaneous like I am, uh, you, can, you can reach out to... Um, Sean, and he'll let you know because there's specials here every day. What are you shaking for? It's kind of chilly in the house. There's uh, 69 in the house today. So what else? Look at look what else is coming. St. Patty's Day. So there's our good friends at ABC Fine Wine of Spirits celebrating Patty's Day, March 17th. Coming up. Don't let the sh let the shenanigans begin. But you can always uh, always count on ABC being there for you. And uh, stocking up for the big party. Green beer. Hey, Mar Maria, coming down to St. Pete. Well, anything downtown is a lot of fun, St. Pete. Got to go to the pier. I think there's a uh, some Fords, Doc Fords, I think it's called. There's a restaurant at the base of the St. Petersburg Pier. It's really nice. And uh, you can hang out on the pier. There's an awesome tiki deck on the top of the St. Petersburg Pier. Awesome. It's like the tiki something, I don't know. But it's, it's, a, it's a tiki-themed bar and grill right on top of the St. Petersburg Pier. Definitely uh, suggest it. Um, and this is Louie, by the way. Yeah, 42. What's up, Bill? So, yeah, it was chilly. It was uh, 66 still this morning here. Um, if you hear a lot of noise in the background, we got some trees being cut. We got two trees going down. We got two oak trees getting trimmed. And I think we got another, another tree that's getting chopped up pretty good. So... That's what all that racket is in the background. Um, but hey, Louisa, what's up? Good morning. What's up, Loretta Reed? You got your Irish coffee. What's up, Dale? Last frost, Sean. Apparently, we got another cold front coming. We'll show you that. There could be a cold front next week. Another one. It might not be over yet. Shamrock shakes, David Berryhill says. That would be good. <laughs> so, this is Louie, by the way. Let's put Louie down. Louie was a little... Wanting to go outside and hang out with the tree guys, but he's just going to have to hang out with his brother. Right? So, say goodbye. <laughs> uh, Maria, there you go. Spontaneous, there you go. You can come. I saw they had a $600 special out there. Good morning, Louisa. All right. So, yesterday was the big news. We had a new satellite go up in space. If you hear about it, it's called GOES-T. Now, they rename it GOES-18 once it's in orbit, in case you're wondering. But it's a brand new satellite uh, for weather, and um, it's got a good lightning. Uh, I read a lot about it, but it's got a really good. I think I got another link I'm going to show you here. But this was uh, this one picture. This was off the Na National Ocean or Noah's page. But uh, what it does, though, check this out. Let me show you. We'll zoom in on it. This is what it's going to do: monitoring weather in Earth and in space. So this is the new GOES 18. It is has a geostationary lightning mapper, first instrument of its kind to fly in orbit. It's going to be able to help detect 
lightning activity, which will help forecasters focus on initial thunderstorm development, intensity of storms before they produce winds, hail, and tornadoes. So it's an early detection uh, satellite system that's going to help. And it also has some other stuff in there to detect uh, approaching space weather, solar imagery, uh, ultraviolet x-ray, a lot of, lot of space weather too. So anyway, it's GOES-18 and uh, there you go. That was the big news yesterday. It launched out of Cape Canaveral and um, so we'll see how that goes. But it had a good launch, thank goodness. Um, it's going to be positioned over western U.S., Alaska, Hawaii, Mexico, Central America, Pacific Ocean, and it's going to be monitoring weather systems hazards for the Western Hemisphere. So, but here's some other things it's going to do. It's pretty neat. Detection of low clouds and fog. It's going to help hurricane track and intensity forecast. Good news there. Going to monitor atmospheric river, which is happening right now over in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, monitor uh, smoke and dust, air quality detection of volcano eruptions, sea surface temperature for marine life fisheries, space hazard weather for communications and navigation, for power blackups, and uh, radiation hazards. So it's going to do a lot. So that was big news yesterday. Just wanted to share that to you. <laughs> um, so there was the big weather news, in case you heard about it. As far as other weather goes, um, nothing right now. So here, <clears throat> here's everything in a nutshell. This week's quiet, and uh, we're starting to see signs that next weekend we can start to see a little system start to brew. I posted this earlier. Let me just leave this one up here for everybody to look at. This is um, coming up this weekend. So we have one system developing on Saturday that is going to pull out out of here to the north. Then we have a secondary system that's going to develop uh, Sunday into Monday into Tuesday. And there's a chance that we can see some of these storms stretching Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So if you're looking at what's next, this is what's next. So they already got a uh, day uh, four, day five uh, alert from the Storm Prediction Center, which generally means confidence is pretty high that we're going to see something. So as far as storms today, we got nothing. We've been seeing a lot of this lately. Nothing today. Nothing tomorrow. Nothing Friday, pretty much, and then of course Saturday, and then um, Sunday. So, and then going past that, we have the chance that we could see some storms developing. Um, this is uh, Saturday and Sunday here, and then we got this system stretching out, and here is possibly into uh, Monday into Tuesday. So this is a little bit farther past the Storm Prediction Center. So we can see that storm, the secondary low pressure system uh, affect more Sunday here and then Monday into Tuesday here. So a little something to watch. That'll be what's next. We'll look at a lot of radar here and some long range stuff. We'll leave this little guy up for now. Let's see what you're doing. Um, Mark Johnson, you're welcome. Thanks. Uh, Porsche Works event. That sounds fun dead solid perfect okay let's keep your fingers crossed on that morning shelly what's up and um somebody had chocolate scent oh look at that <coughs> who, who got chocolate um anyway crazy all right fred what's up fred i see fred on there too 
Well, this is it. This is everything in a nutshell. This is uh, three six three seven. This is over the weekend, and then look three eight. So there's our next line. Uh, this starts to develop here on Saturday, and then um, Sunday, Monday, all of our range stretch. So we really have nothing. Really, let's look at daily range just for fun. Um, we'll jump right into that because it looks like it looks like other than that little storm system, we could have pretty pretty awesome weekend for most everybody. The next several days not a lot of rain in the forecast um, for the next uh, let's see if I can pull it up on this one or not this doesn't do daily we'll do daily precip though just for fun so here's your daily precip through Friday and this is your through Saturday morning so this is one map <coughs> this is your precipitation uh, totals but other than South Florida getting these little rain showers today which I showed earlier today we had a picture uh, we're getting these little spitting rains off the Atlantic. Uh, other than South Florida and some of the East Coast, we have this is rainfall through Saturday. And let's stretch it out to um, the weekend. Let's do the daily rains, which I believe is right here. I can never get it right. But here we go. Let's look at uh, let's just look at the whole U.S. Here's your daily rainfall. So here's your daily rainfall. Little bit of spitting rains here that's still attached to this old frontal boundary that actually brought storms and rain to Bermuda last night. So we do have some rains coming in, and this is going to trickle in all throughout the day. This is pretty much Lake Okeechobee South, a little bit coastal, maybe up to the Cape. But this is today. Tomorrow rains, kind of the same, spitting rains on the East Coast, a little bit heavier possibly down coming across South Florida. But this is tomorrow, nothing. This is Friday, uh, nothing. Friday, uh, Saturday, pretty much nothing. Here's our next frontal line starting to brew. This is why we have storm chances out ahead. This is Saturday rain. So, so we're talking southeast, other than the tip, tippy, tip, tip, tip of Florida. No rain pretty much today, tomorrow, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Nothing. Sunday rains. There's our big next system brewing. This is Sunday. So there's our 24-hour rains on Sunday. So we definitely have some uh, rain across Mississippi Valley here and up through Ohio. Stretch it down. It's Sunday rains. Here's Monday rains, and it starts to push itself a little bit more to the east. So that's pretty much it. But look at this. Florida, if you're living in Florida, it, pretty much from about here <laughs> upwards, you got no rain until next uh, Monday at least. Uh, and I know a lot of folks in, my, in Florida are bumming about that. Uh, we actually get a little bit of drought index showing up, too. Uh, this is your rainfalls, and we, we, we can back it up here to total total rains. Let's check this out. Here's your total rain forecast, and if we go all the way out to next Tuesday, uh, hold on a second. break <laughs> chop my trees down in case you're wondering um yeah so we have two oaks by we'll, we'll talk weather or, or trees for a second but um living in florida this is the worst time for oak trees as far as leaves go right so we had our we had a freeze um i don't know about two weeks ago and um we get that first initial little freeze you can kind of see the oak trees really the younger oaks uh definitely lose lose their leaves and uh 
So they're, they're looking pretty bare right now, but as far as uh, our back porch goes, we're finally getting this one trimmed up because it, it hangs out over top of our back room or back down lanai. And uh, it must be like a, a six time a year thing to clean out the gutters. Um, terrible. If, for, if, you, <laughs> if you ever forget to clean your gutters out in Florida and you get those first rainstorms in, in the end of May into June, you, I always do. I always do a rain gutter, uh, rain gutter alert. Usually, like end of, I don't know, end of April, first part of May, because when when the rainy season comes in May, uh, and you got a whole springtime full of pollen, and pollen's next. But pollen, pollen, <laughs> pollen makes these natural dams that, uh, unless you know what I'm talking about, living in Florida, they're they're the most sloppiest, wettest, like, yeah. There's no worse thing than going up on top of um, the pool and cleaning the leaves and uh, pollen out. So anyway, we're getting them trimmed. I'm really excited about that. So, and by the way, allergies. <laughs> we show this all the time. For some reason, I get a lot of shares on this. So the Weather Channel has a really good um, uh, uh, graphic here showing the pollen, and uh, this is getting redder and redder and redder. Here is uh, here is the current. Um, pollen for uh, the southeast and uh, red is as high as it gets so every time we show this map we're getting more and more red along the upper gulf coast and uh, now it's all the way to texas louisiana alabama mississippi georgia south carolina florida we are in the highest red zone for pollen alert in fact every morning you're probably getting pollen alerts on your phone <laughs> um nancy that's i know that's on the bucket list it's just we got a funky um, set. It would almost be something uh, custom that somebody has, has to make. Um, but anyway, you know what comes after pollen, by the way? Love bugs. So we have the pollen season. <laughs> and then it ends up with the love bug season. Um, two of the worst seasons. Uh, and, and really, in between that is when the trees start uh, laying down their sap after this initial leaves uh, fall and uh, if you park under oak trees in Florida you know what I'm talking about you get um, terrible sap it's like oh the struggles real but anyway <laughs> so back to the rains um, this is your total rainfall through next Tuesday so we're not getting hardly any rains anywhere across this, the East Coast down into Florida for the next at least week um, and that's 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 it um not good for our drought let's pop up on the old drought we should be getting a new update maybe today see this one was february 24th so we should be getting a new update but um it's, this is probably going to be more color um on the next update but you know we're starting to see some moderate number uh, d1 droughts across uh, the upper gulf here in the uh, end of florida So yeah, there's our drought in uh, Eastern Carolina is down to North Carolina and South Carolina. Uh, this is this is the 24th, so definitely dry, and it doesn't look like we're gonna have any rain whatsoever. Almost this whole region right here, um, this whole next week. So expect these colors to to darken up. And uh, we, you know, we were doing our live show Monday. People mentioned, you know. Uh, 
Daytona back in July, our initial uh, Saturday night race in July was postponed due to wildfires. So we, we want, we don't want this creeping up in um, the South before rainy season. Rainy season typically, typically starts around the end of May, um, June 1st. So what's up, have a mill. Good morning. We have another launch alert. Shelly says, ah, up jennifer from tarpon springs um so hey let's talk about a couple things all right so let's talk about tropics so we got all right so uh all right let's 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 do the let's do our storm map real quick let's go to uh gfs and uh here's gfs um what we got cooking and uh, this is pretty much it. this is tropical tidbit so let's take a look at our storms we got two two systems you want to know what's coming what's ahead uh interestingly enough <laughs> we still got a chance for some wintry weather popping into the scene in, in 10 days we'll see this is uh something but here's the latest on tropical tidbits this is the gfs so this is what we got pretty much nothing through the weekend now we get into saturday we get a, lo a low pressure coming across more middle u.s this is going to produce these storms here a little higher to the north saturday saturday afternoon so there's our there's our low this is late saturday night so that's why we're getting storm chances out ahead of it this is why we're getting our storm we got a low pressure coming across racing now we're going to get a secondary system uh sliding in here that we're going to be watching for later Sunday into Monday into Tuesday. Uh, this first one will be gone. This now, now we're going to get into Sunday. And there we start to see our next developing low pressure dip coming down. And then we can see some storms develop late Sunday night into Monday. Frontal line. Um, and that line could extend into later Monday, even into Tuesday to watch out for. So there, you know, first part of next week, there's Monday. That's it. Uh, that line might make it way way through Florida midweek. Um, we'll see about that. Now going long term, that's pretty far away. But here's what we got. Talk about this all the time. Midweek, right? What do we have here? We got an old frontal boundary that's going to be hanging out, right? Now it's not uncommon. We I pointed it out yesterday. May is very active for tropical. Uh, weak tropical systems and nine times out of ten they're from these old frontal boundaries that get um, set up so what we got going on now is kind of a little look into the future let's take a look at western atlantic so we go to midweek next week here and look at you got an old frontal boundary right we're starting to get a little low pressure system try to get going now nothing really develops out of it but what you do see is that lingering front merges up with an approaching front and brings up a lot of action possibly into the following weekend this is next friday um this is midweek front this week coming up next week kind of far to go talking yet but it is interesting to, to watch that pattern because it's very very believable frontal boundary hangs out a little bit of energy hangs around the golf next system comes in pulls it up and then boom we get a big old uh, juicy mess here possibly a week from friday so long way away i'm not going to harp too much on that one there's a OOZ GFS so you know it's kind of hard to predict that far out but it is within 10 days uh, 9 10 days from now this is a week from Friday we'll keep an eye on that but uh, as far as before that goes you know we do have a, a storm chance here Monday into Tuesday that we're going to be watching so just keep your eye on that that's been showing up pretty pretty good our next system here's the icon showing the same thing this is uh, next Monday and uh, into Tuesday there and so there's there's signs we could see some storms here across the upper gulf monday tuesday and then we get you know 
starting to brew next week. You can see a week from Wednesday, there's our low pressure here starting to set up. So, you know, if we were to look at the following weekend, uh, we could be watching something, but that's a long way away. Long way away. So that's it for that. Um, quiet few days, storms over the weekend, possibly uh, Monday, Tuesday storms, upper golf area. We'll keep an eye on that. Um, temperatures are warming up. Let's show you this real quick. Then I'm going to jump right into uh, some tropical stuff. Um, I thought this was interesting, though, to show this at least. Let's take a look at some temps. Um, this is going to be hot. Let's just do the southeast. So check this out. So here we go. Watch the warm-up coming. So today, barely hitting 80s across the south, but then watch tomorrow. Boom. Darker oranges. Hotter. Friday. Boom. 86 in Tampa. 84 lower Georgia. Now watch this. Saturday. Bam. Holy cow. We got 80s now all the way across. Creeping up towards Tennessee now. Uh middle 80s upper 80s across a big chunk of florida now check out sunday bam dark red <laughs> steven what are you talking about summer returns tomorrow yeah today is the last day of spring uh no this this is not spring it's meteor it's meteor meteorological spring <laughs> uh, but anyway sunday is gonna be hot this is your uh Possible 90s in a many, 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 many areas across the south on Sunday. This week, 90s. Monday, more of the same. Here's that next little frontal line coming, and we talked about going to cool things off a little bit. Um, Freaking 80s and upper nine, uh, 90s creeping in. Tuesday, the same. So we got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday next week. We got 90s across a big chunk of Florida now. Uh, for Sunday, we do have 80s across big, pretty much everybody in Louisiana, Mississippi, uh, east we're here. And then that cold front starts to sneak in on uh, Monday and Tuesday. Um, but, man, what do you think about that? <laughs> Good morning, Karen. Good morning. Stephen Wright, what does that mean? I'm drinking coffee. Dale's going to be a baseball. It's going to be hot. Man, what's up with Major League, man? Oh, baseball. Not going to have opening day, apparently. Bummer, bummer, bummer. It's a big bummer. Um, no daily brew. Yeah, AJ. What's up, buddy? AJ McCain. Um, yeah, no no daily brew that week. Um, we're going to be hauling booty home. Uh, Emily's got a softball tournament, tournament for... Uh, that weekend we're gonna to try to make at least a Saturday game. No, <laughs> I think he's joking, Shelly. <laughs> oh man. Um yeah, Dale, I hear you. Alright, so here's what here's what we got. Let's talk about a couple things. Alright, so tropics. Alright, so first of March, um Eric Burris put out his forecast. Uh, if you want to check him out, Eric Burris, this is from Orlando. Uh, he put a real detailed forecast where he thinks the areas are going to be impacted. I take him with a grain of salt. I don't believe in them. Um, it's almost impossible to 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 really predict that this far out with the high, Bermuda High is going to be lining up. Um, however, since it's March, I started seeing a lot more chit chat on hurricanes. Two factors. 
really impact early season forecast and pretty much two factors mainly and that's the mj or the uh the enzo el nino la nino uh which i'm going to show much right now uh and then water temperatures water temperatures uh if the water temperatures are hotter than normal then they're gonna they're you know they have averages and you have you know 150 years of data so you you, you establish new averages every 20 years um and so you say okay here's the average and that's based on average temperatures average enzo um pretty much there's other little teeny weeny factors but um but when your water temperatures are higher than normal and you are in a la nina pattern then those two things will likely you can go to vegas and you can bet it all that they're going to predict above average hurricane season put your money on it so um guaranteed so let's look at the water temperatures real quick water temps are that's not the one i wanted we want to do the nasa nasa map right here nasa map all right here's your anomaly map now this is your weekly averages now we can do monthly almost looks the same two things two things all right this is your monthly water temperature averages so obviously white would be um normal blue is below normal oranges and reds are above normal so these are your monthly averages and two things all right so there's hawaii uh your pacific um pretty much when your pacific's cool and i'm gonna show you that then la nina sets in and um dictates a lot of weather patterns and i'm going to show you that i got i got a new link i'm going to show you too but basically blue water in the pacific means la nina pattern setting up and we have warmer water already over pretty much the gulf and the atlantic and uh, really stretching up north into the uh, northeast but we got some you know hot water coming in off of cape verde islands here so first off so water temperatures are above normal right now um that usually means that they're going to predict an above average season early on. So cooler Pacific means El Nino uh, is not going to be possible. It's going to be La Nina. Uh, so La Nina pattern setting in. And I'll show you some of that here in a second. Uh, and then warmer waters across the Atlantic um, and the Gulf of Mexico. So that one factor there. And then we get into La Nina. So I added a new link here. El Nino explained right there new link Shelly loves it when I have a new link <laughs> Jeffrey's got biscuits and gravy oh my god I would love gas I would love biscuits and gravy um what's up Bill Barber good morning camping weather looks good cheers but new new link alert all right so if you click on it two things El Nino explained this is a great uh, article actually it was put out by um Jackson Mississippi National Weather Service office but uh great in-depth article here on what causes el nino what causes la nina uh the southern oscillation um enzo neutral all this is basically set up from the pacific um and we're in a la nina which exists when cooler than usual ocean temps occur in the eastern pacific we go back to the map and there you go 
cooler waters in the Pacific. And uh, scientifically, uh, it controls pretty much trade winds, upper level shear, and um, precipitation storms, but suppression of rain producing clouds leads to drier conditions from the Dateline to South America. A lot of scientific stuff. How long the um, pattern lasts? It usually lasts three to five. However, intervals vary now from two to seven. Uh, we've been in a La Nina now um, a couple years, and uh, it definitely appears we're going to be in one this year. Now, so that's a good article. Here's another great article right next to it. It says El Nino right there. You click on it, and you can get your weekly uh, outlook. So let's take a look at that. Um, and your weekly presentation comes out. And it goes into all the different um, departures, basically. All sea surface temperature departures. All it does is talk about the sea surface temperature. And uh, a lot of that's satellite driven. And the new GOES-18 apparently is going to be uh, looking at sea surface temperatures a little bit better. So that's good news um, for that. Historically, too, this is a good one. I was going to show another map. But here's, here's a good I was going to find this somewhere else, but it's right here. So let's take a look at that. This is history. Um, this is your historical um, La Nina El Nino. Um, what's interesting to note on this is um, A, we haven't really, like last year, 2020, um, 2020 was a record year. We, you know, we had the most names ever. And anything in the gray is like neutral. Blue is uh, La Nina, and red is El Nino. Uh, 2019 started out with a La Nina, uh, El Nino pattern, and it went into a neutral state. Now, 2018, we look back at, you know, Irma. And, um, you know, I, I, a lot of forecasters compare seasons to seasons. And, um, you know, 2021 last year, we were in a La Nina early in the season, and we ended up, end in the season La Nina um, and we ended up going through all the alphabet last year we went to W um, so I, I guess I guess the the point here is a it only takes one and even though we had uh, Ida last year you know the number one thing I heard from everybody was it was such a dead season last year and realistically we it wasn't dead. We, we went all the way through the W's. We went through every, every single letter last year. Um, and, uh, that usually, you know, people, that's an active season, right? Um, <laughs> Dusty, are you watching? <laughs> oh man. So he's working on, oh man. He's, so we're working on our shirt for, uh, bring it on. This is so cool. Dusty, are you watching buddy? So here's a sneak peek. We usually do a, a hundred edit edits, but um, I kind of like it. <laughs> what do you guys think? So bring it on twenty two. We got the names. We might alternate the names and color, maybe. But like I said, it's a first draft. Um, but I wanted to do something funny with uh, palm tree and. Um, donkey maybe kind of like hanging on so that's the first draft i think it's about it's going to be a good one um so it's going to be cool um 
But I mean, look at 2019. I mean, let's let's type up 2019 um, hurricane season. This get this because we started out the season in a El Nino, and um, we all know that. Let's pull it up here. Do a little history. So even though we were in El Nino that year, um, let's see anything notable that year. Can't remember. Oh, so we had Emilia. Remember Emil Emilda was a um, a um, a surprise little system that popped into Texas. And it was a huge rainmaker, if you remember. We had Dorian, obviously. Dorian was uh, the big one. Um, and that was uh, the one that sat there over Bahamas, you remember? And originally it was supposed to come across Florida, and it stopped. Um, let's see the date on that. August. Uh, so we were in a neutral pattern. All right, so I guess the point I was trying to make was, look, look at 18. Um, we all know about it. So we had Dorian So we had Dorian in a neutral pattern with the um, Enzo 0.2, just a tick above normal temperature. But obviously Dorian was massive. Um, let's look at 18. Obviously... We know 18 had a, um, I was trying to get the date on Michael. It was in October 7th, all right. So, so 2018, 17 was Irma. But 2018 here, and we were in a El Nino pattern with Michael in October. So again, preseason forecasts. I mean, you know, you take them with a grain of salt. That's what I'm getting at. So even, even in 18, we were, um, above normal temperatures in the Pacific a little bit. And we were in a, uh, El Nino, uh, end of season. And we still had, um, we still had Michael. So I don't know. I don't think any of this, you know, Mother Nature throws you for a loop all the time. But if you want to see the official graphic, here it is. People love it. So when we were under a typical El Nino influence right here, um, when the Pacific waters are warmer than average, then we get more wind shear across the um, Caribbean. And um, we have greater atmospheric instability. So more shear, less chance for storms to develop. So typically when we're in an El Nino setup, we have fewer hurricanes. Um, now, again, with Michael, obviously it you know, formed kind of outside of the, the basin. Um, that's why you can't get too wrapped up in these forecasts because what we saw even last year with Ida, uh, Ida was almost nothing here uh, three days out and you know, did everything in the Gulf of Mexico. So, so definitely El Nino and La Nina are affected a little bit more in the main development region, but fast forward to La Nina, and this is typically what you can expect. So when you have a cooler, uh, Pacific 
then you have less wind shear across the main development region and more hurricanes. That's typical. So, so looking at history, you know, under La Nina years, uh, we have a little bit more uptick in activity. Now, whether or not these little guys do that harmlessly out to sea, you know, remember last year we started seeing all these storms pop up and, and there was really no defined high pressure system out here and they were going every which way out here. Um, nothing really made its way across. So again, you, we can have a lot of activity early season or, or middle season, peak season, and none of, none, of, none of the storms affect land. So so you just can't get wrapped up too much in these early season forecasts is what I'm getting at. Um, last year it was really weird the high pressure system broke down across the Atlantic and uh, we had all these gaps and you know we were, we were seeing um, you know nothing defined like you normally see we were seeing little breaks and um, we were seeing you know little gaps here and there and these storms were finding these gaps and um, escaping out to sea so <laughs> if that makes sense but so bottom line, you're going to see preseason forecasts coming out really soon, and they're going to say above average. I can almost bet money on that. So don't get too worked up on it because it doesn't mean that that predicts landfall. It just means that we're going to see storms above average. Um, you know, homegrown is still the ones to watch. Uh, the strongest storms that I can recall, and in history, uh, remember the, the most amazing stat is all four Cat 5 hurricanes that have hit the continental U.S. were only a tropical storm three days out. That's one fact um, that is kind of scary. So you can, uh, you know, like we saw with Michael and we saw with um, Ida last year, you know, just a couple days out, uh, storms can really get going. So. You know, we haven't really seen a really true long track storm in a long time. Um, we saw um, Ir Irma was a long track system in 17. Um, God, it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? I think it was 17. Hell, I don't even remember anymore. Oh, that's just, that's, uh, here we go. Irma. All right. So Irma, let's see if we can find a track of Irma. Um, there we go. So Irma formed out by the Cape Verde Islands, and it it, it instantly became a hurricane. And uh, this sucker track all the way across, remember? So we had, you know, we had a little high-pressure system. This is, you know, remember what happened with Florence? Um, let me show you Florence. Kind of did the same thing, but... Um, when I keep talking about the high pressure system, so we had a little break here with uh, Irma got pulled up a little bit, but then high pressure built back in and uh, it rode back down. If you remember, you remember uh, too, the high pressure is what pushed it a little bit farther to the um, to the west. And originally, it was expected to um, uh, curve. Some of the initial models had it doing that. The Euro. Well, high pressure built back in, and uh, when high pressure built back in, it was enabled it to push, and it also pushed it over Cuba. And luckily, not for Cuba, but for Florida, uh, it weakened when it started bouncing. And you can see the strength went from a 5 to 4 to a 3. Now, it came back to a 4 after um, it got off of Cuba, but 
Cuba definitely ingested some dry air and uh, I remember watching it live as a matter of fact I have a cool link here on my site history of radar and this is Brian uh, Brian McNoldy's website and he's got all the past tracks radar loops and we can go to Hurricane Irma and let's take a look at Cuba radar here real quick so here well this one's not gonna be very high definition well you can see the eye I guess it looks pretty good <clears throat> there's Florida all right so we'll just let this run so Irma came across and got a little bounce down and it, it rode along Cuba here for a long long bit and when it did that we got a lot of dry air um, wrapped in around the backside which ultimately helped weaken our system and we started seeing these dry pockets rolling in um, and losing some of that punch so Cuba definitely helped help weaken Irma uh, as it you know the mountains of Cuba dry dry air dry land and uh, it still was a four when it hit the keys it's not, I'm not taking anything away from it no doubt about it in Naples but um, that little push south and a lot of that was all driven by high pressure just that high pressure system built in at the last second here across the Atlantic and uh, pushed our system down a little bit farther steering winds basically it all comes down to upper level steering winds but um you know rode along Cuba there dry dry it up a little bit and um helped uh help make it less impactful here's another shot this is a great shot this is uh the eye there on the bottom here bouncing rode along Cuba a little bit and then uh you know just weakened a little bit you know we started seeing this dry this dry air come around you know and once that dry air wraps around and gets ingested into uh there, now look at this dry pocket see it never really survived um now, yes, it did hit the keys and it did a lot of damage, uh, but it wasn't as worse as it could have been. Um, the symmetrical, you know, moisture around the eye you can see was really disrupted. Now it hung on pretty good here, but watch these dry pockets come around from the north side, and eventually one of them got caught down here, and then we had a really big dry pocket. And uh, if we looked back at water vapor loop, you could you you might recall. Uh, really got a lot of dry air ingestion here, <laughs> and especially when it ended up going up towards Naples. Um, luckily, it weakened. And we always say, you know, you you, um, you want it to peak at, at at the right time, meaning you don't want it to peak at the wrong time. Ida was still strengthening when it made landfall. I remember um, talking with the hurricane hunters, believe it or not. They were uh, messaging me. Um, they were flying above and uh the brown water effect of of louisiana um that and some other stuff way above my brain uh there's going to be a lot of study on ida because it, it appeared that it strengthened after landfall uh, michael was intensifying as it approached landfall so you know key's got a lot of irma but it did start to really weaken luckily at the last second as it approached uh naples there um but still was a lot of damage but so that was that so there's a little history there on that um again preseason forecasts are coming out take them with a grain of salt the mother nature always throws you for a loop like i said last season um we started getting these crazy wild uh, looking um um weather uh patterns in the um Atlantic I remember and 
just there's there's last season uh, we did have some tropical storms yes but like i said ida was the big one um but most of these you know ended up out and out and harmlessly out here in the uh, and we had a lot of them forming remember off of the um coastal areas like we see a lot so even though we, we used up all the letters last year um people think it was a, a light season so that's about that what's up richard Stanford? Anyway, anything else I missed? So, um, but Bermuda, Lori Rye. Hey, did you get any storms last night, Lori? I'm curious. I saw you typing. It might have passed a little to your north, Bermuda, but it looked like last evening into, you know, overnight hours, you probably had some rumble th thunder off in the distance, right? Probably did. Huh, anything else I missed? Um, Mike Soul, correct. So we, you know, did a little homework myself this morning. So what we've learned was Irma was uh, in a La Nina, La Nina, or El Nina. <laughs> when storms are supposed to be a little more suppressed, uh, Irma in 2017, or uh, 18. Um, let's go back to that. All right, so Irma was in neutral Michael was the one so I get confused Irma pretty much peak season during 17 very neutral pattern Enzo very neutral Enzo 18 end of the season uh, this is July August September October up top here you can see the notes here Jay so that's August this is August September October um, so towards Michael we were actually in an El Nino, warmer Pacific pattern, and we still had uh, Michael. The Dorian was, uh, start of the season, we were um, El Nino, neutral. So neutral, you know, neutral patterns can be bad. Just put it to you that way. And uh, <laughs> the forecast, um, for this season is right here and blue is la nina meaning cooler pacific and it's supposed to rule all the way into maybe june july august and early season predictions are that we could be hanging around neutral la nina all the way to peak of season typically means more storms so there you go. Take them with a grain of salt. Bottom line, I'm not sold into any of this stuff yet as far as that one. You, you'll hear it a bazillion times. It only takes one. Just like we said, Imelda. Imelda, remember that was a little sneaky tropical storm that ended up just dumping tons of rain in Texas out of nowhere? Um, I posted that yesterday, and we had, I think it was Tropical Storm Andrea. Um, but that was a good graphic. Let me find it. This was yesterday. I posted um, this one yesterday. Uh, right here. Let's pull this guy up. And there's that. So we got softball today. Best day of the week. <laughs> um, oh, Alexis, appreciate that. Um, barbecue season. Mark Hall's got his 
rain in the right. Oh, it wasn't too bad, Lori. No, but hey, it was at least rain, right? That's all. <laughs> Dale, I could put the hurricane loop. Oh, yeah. I'd get, I'd get a ton of... um. Mike Soul, neutral, no, yeah, uh, neutral just means atmosphere is just stable. We, we don't really have any extreme Pacific side or Atlantic side. So, two, you know, you always heard this, the saying, and this is like old school, it was like, you know, when the Pacific's hot, the Atlantic's not. I've seen that a bunch over the years. Um, and that and that usually comes down to MJO, the, the MJO pulse, meaning... These these MJO cycles that pass through the atmosphere, um, they always uh, they west to east, and uh, so when you get one of these um, waves out in the Pacific, they usually have a bunch of storms, and then that wave makes its way across the Atlantic, enabling more storms. So usually, out ahead of a of a, of a uh, favorable MJO pattern, um, you'll have unfavorable out ahead and that usually means the Atlantic's not. So usually you can get a look at the future by looking at the Pacific. Now, if we're in a strong La Nina pattern, the waters are cooler out there, there's more instability out there, um, less moisture out there. So when we're in a La Nina pattern, you're typically going to get not a lot of action in any way, no matter what, in the Pacific because of the lighter precipitation, higher wind shear, and um, so Typically, um, a La Nina year would be less Pacific storms, more Atlantic storms, and um, vice versa. But vice versa. Harvey was another one, man. You're right, Sean. Harvey was uh, an incredible system. Harvey was when I first started learning about loop eddies. And um, everybody started finding out about loop eddies. Uh, let's get into that here in a second. Um, but this is a great map. This is on Wikipedia. Uh, so props to whoever put this together. This is showing you that we had a storm last year, Anna. We had a storm, Artha and Bertha in 20. We had an Andrea in May. Uh, this also tells you who, um, who was affected. Bertha, 2020. Affected Bahamas, Florida, Georgia, Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania. It's estimated 133,000 of damages. Um, but looking back, you know, we had a storm in Andrea that affected Bermuda. Alberto, um, in 18, we had a storm. We had Arlene in April of 17. We had Bonnie in May of 16. We had actually had a hurricane in Alex in January of 16. That was odd. Uh, we had an Anna in 15. We had an unnamed storm before they started naming subtropical storms. Remember, they didn't start naming subtropical storms for a while. Um, now they do. Uh, then we had a storm barrel in May of 2012, and we had Alberto in 12. So this is just a good map showing that we've had a lot of systems in May. Um, so, all right. So let's look at the loop currents. It's very fascinating. You know, growing up here you hear about the gulf stream and this is a great map here i got a couple links i think i have another one um what's influence ocean this is an article influence of ocean currents a lot of chit chat that the gulf stream's slowing down a little bit 
here's a great article on um, ocean currents of the world. I have this link to the site, but you can really get a flow of um, the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. You've heard about this, haven't you? That these uh, spinning uh, creates these little little pockets of like areas out in the Pacific that just don't move, and the water just sits out there, and you get sometimes you get garbage. Uh, but anyway, so back to the. Um, all right, so here's the current Gulf Stream. So some studies being done, the Gulf Stream slowing down. I don't really know what that's all about. But hey, if it slows down, could lead to a little bit more impact coastal uh, tides possibly because now the water is able to move in a little bit more towards the coast. So a little bit of theory that because the Gulf Stream slowing down a little bit means that we could be seeing a little bit more coastal impacts flooding possibly there's some studies about that i don't really study that too much but back to harvey we had these little loop eddies out here um spinning and we had one with katrina they found out we definitely last year unfortunately if you remember last year our loop current really wasn't an eddy i think it's an eddy when it breaks off but last year with ida unfortunately ida road right up along one of these loop currents and the loop eddy is the same thing so we did have a break off so here's our loop eddy loop eddy spinning around here um, so all this warm Gulf Stream water basically breaks off and you end up originally it was doing this but it broke off so now it's doing this little little um, little spinner out there in the ocean but it, it is an, a, a little current, it's a little river of warm water, basically. And these little loop eddies will drift around. They're little currents, they spin, and they kind of drift around. So with Harvey, unfortunately, Harvey was almost, it was not even, it, it lost classification uh, on its journey to Texas. And unfortunately, Harvey, um, parked itself over one of these loop eddies and remember we had again we had a huge blocking high pressure system um, that just would not allow any movement whatsoever and Harvey just sat there for days um, kind of like Dorian did uh, Dorian over here unfortunately sat for days uh, there wasn't the steering currents were weak when you have weak steering steering currents uh, storms can't go anywhere and you know we always go to this classic map here i love this one um from the guys up in wisconsin uh uw madison sims but uh this steering map is everything um not everything but it's a big part of it and, and um during the season man it really shows you the mid to upper level winds and ultimately where our systems are going to go um but back to Harvey, you know, it sat there. And unfortunately, uh, with the Gulf of Mexico, usually when a system sits over water, it pulls up cool water from below. And you get upwelling, they call it. And when you get upwelling, you get cool water ingestion up into a system. So if a system is slow moving, typically over cooler shelf waters, then it loses a little punch. And there's some theory about this uh, on the East Coast. Um, systems uh, interact with a, a shallower shelf. Shallower shelf means you, you run out of cool water. All right, just a second.
All right, so <laughs> we'll continue this party on Friday. I got to go write a check. Um, the tree guys are done, and I've been rambling over an hour. So, but hey, if you if you seriously if you guys like this uh, talking tropics stuff, let me know. Let Shelly know, um, and I'll ramble on more and more about the tropics. And it gets me in, uh, and it gets me set up for um, the season because you forget about this stuff. <laughs> so. Um, we'll talk more Friday and, and listen, seriously, any brew crew members out there, remember, uh, you can be a supporter of our page. Um, a lot of perks. Everybody always asks us, uh, how they can support the page. Then we have a great section here. You can be a monthly subscriber, but we have our brew crew page. So let, let Shelly know what you like and we'll talk about it. I need ideas and we'll talk about the tropics and, uh, I'll, I'll do it again on Friday because it's fun. So, but I gotta go rambling, dude, <laughs> have a great Wednesday um softball tonight i hope to have good um uh, news report on that for friday so have a great day see y'all